Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Monday through Thursday live broadcast, where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time watching or listening and you don't know who I am, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I am the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. Things like EIN numbers and DUNS numbers. making sure your articles of incorporation are registered with the state, making sure that you have appropriate contracts so you don't get burned by clients and partners, Uh, brand protection strategies, hello, Cal 30 Wilson, so that people don't have business ideas, and also hiring policies so you don't get sued for discrimination. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of these things, I'm so happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney, have 15 years in counting, with a specialization in business, many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, hospitality, and administrative support. I, <clears throat> excuse me, and important. Uh, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know, all right? So that is why I am here. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you are like, look, I need some legal guidance. I don't know how to file this paperwork. I don't know how to get an EIN number. Where am I going to get a contract? You want to get in contact with me so I can set you right. All right. So contact with me. You're going to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you'll be able to book a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you will also be able to download the free business launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Uh, as well, you can access many of my video trainings like my Let's Get EIN Numbers training where I the site and I show you how to get an EIN number. My DUNS number training where I do the same thing where I teach you how to put together a single member LLC operating agreement, which you need to establish a bank account, a business bank account. All right. So uh, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can get all that stuff as well as that's where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. So if you ever can't make a live broadcast, you can watch it or you can, and you can subscribe to the podcast. If you can't watch, you can always listen. So multiple ways to get to this show. Okay. And last, but certainly not least, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can get your NPL Legal Dish merch. Y'all, um, I told y'all yesterday the cups are on sale right now. Um, they are $22. They have the emblem in the front, and then they have, you know, the live talk and learn bi- learn business and legal concepts, and, you know, it has, like, my handles and things like 11 ounces, microwave safe, dishwasher safe, handmade by a black-owned, woman-owned company. I'm so happy. Thank you to Nessie Time for helping me get this um, together. And as well, we have the t-shirts on sale. I have the navy blue on, but we also have the uh, black version with the white logo and the white t-shirt with the black logo on sale as well. Those are $26 and you can get those as on Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. So Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can get everything. Okay. But uh, that is enough about me. Let's talk about why we're here. NPL legal dish. So here is how the show works. If, if, if somebody is new or you forgot, Um, I pull stories from the news, stories that you guys have sent to me, stories from blog sites, uh, anywhere that I find something interesting. I was listening to a podcast one day and I, and I found one of the stories for the show and I pull the ones that have business, you know, lessons that we can learn 
and we discuss them. So this is the time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. Your questions and your comments are welcome as long as they are respectful. Uh, we This is a lot more fun when it's interactive. So don't be shy. I want you to ask questions. I want you to give your comments. And I am going to ask you questions and ask you to put things in the comment box. So, you know, you got to keep your eyes and ears open. All right. Okay. So let's get started. First story, it's kind of two stories in one, but they're basically the same thing. Uh, if you have heard of Bob Dylan, give me a B. And if you have heard of Stevie Nicks, give me an S. Um, Bob Dylan is a world-renowned musician. Uh, he's written over 600 songs. Um... I forget, I forget the, I, I, I can't name any of them right now, but Bob Dylan is a name that is very well respected in the, in the music biz. So if you know, if you have heard the name Bob Dylan, give me a B in the comments. And if you don't know who Stevie Nicks is, thank you for the B and the S, AP Jackson. Stevie Nicks, she was the, uh, lead singer for the group Fleetwood Mac. One of their most popular songs was Landslide. That's still one, still one of my favorite songs to date. Um, but yeah, Bob Dylan and Stevie Nicks. Thank you, Trish. Oh, I just realized that the, that the two letters spelled BS. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but thank you for the B's and the S's. Uh, anyway, these two, these two musicians, they are well respected in the music industry. And not only do they perform music, they write a lot of music as well. Like I said, Bob Dylan has written over 600 songs. Um, I'm not sure how many Stevie Nicks has written, but she has written plenty. She wrote most of the songs for Fleetwood Mac and as well, she had her own, you know, solo career. Um, and both of these um, artists have just come into quite a pretty sum of money. So if you didn't know, um, Bob Dylan recently sold the rights to his entire song catalog, meaning the 600 songs that he's written over the course of his career. He sold the rights to that music to Universal Music Group, okay? So basically he said, you know, the rights that I have to this music to, you know, publish it and put it out there and sell it, I'm going to sell it to you, Universal Music Group. How much do you think Bob Dylan got for selling his entire catalog to Universal Music Group? I want y'all to guess how much you think Bob Dylan made off of this deal. All right, now Bob Dylan, he's been making music. I've heard of Bob Dylan forever. So he at least has to have been doing music for the last... 40s. He's in his 70s now. I'm sure he probably started in his 20s. So Bob Dylan's been doing music for like the last 40, 50 years. And he's written over 600 songs. How much do you think he got from this deal with Universal Music Group where he turned over the rights to his 600 song catalog? And I'm going to I'm going to give you a, a clue. It's in it's it's uh it's not, it's in the nine figures. It's in the nine figures. All right. Um, and to end, uh, at, go, Hey, I am Stacy Joy. How you doing girl? And as we go along with that, Stevie Nicks also just did the same thing. She sold her catalog to, um, a private company named primary wave. And she also made a pretty sum of money. Phenomenal Chef said hopefully 10 plus million. Way more than that, Phenomenal Chefs. We're talking nine figures. 
So Bob Dylan made $300 million off of this deal with Universal Music Group for him, for selling his, his copy, his, you know, his rights to his, um, catalog. Not that high, AP Jackson, half that. 300 million. Hey, 76 Grim Craig. So Bob Dylan just made a cool million, uh, a, a cool 300 million from Universal Music Group because he said, hey guys, I will sell you the rights to my music. This is why it's important to own your work and to make sure that you have your rights in order. Bob Dylan going, look, Bob Dylan, and you know, I pray that he, you know, has a long, healthy life. He's in his 70s, but you know, um, all that stuff. But Bob Dylan, you're not going to be able to spend that 300 million, you know, before the Lord calls you home. And Bob Dylan, simply because he is a renowned songwriter and had his rights in order and had his copyrights, was able to make $300 million off of that. So congratulations to him. Now, Stevie Nicks, I told you guys, she just did the same thing. She didn't make as much as Bob Dylan, but she made a pretty penny. How much do you guys think Stevie Nicks made off of her deal for selling most of the rights to her, to her song catalog, to, to a music group. How much do you guys think Stevie Nicks made? She did not make as much as Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan made $300 million. How much do y'all think Stevie Nicks made? When the landslide went down. Um... AP Jackson said he may want to cash in now and pass it on to the family. TJ Ware said 145 mil. No, not that much. 76 Green Cray said 200 million. Nope, too high. Sage Joy said 1 million, too low. Stevie Nicks made 80 million dollars. She got 80 million dollars for selling her rights to uh, her her song catalog to Primary Wave Music Group. So y'all, copyright. Look, think about think about this. A copyright. Well, at the time when they were registering their songs, the copyright's probably anywhere between $35 and $55, right? And you've done that for each one of your songs. And think about that return. <laughs> it's okay. Think about, think about that return. It is a very small investment. No, she made $80 million. Stevie Nicks made $80 million. If That is a very small investment that could really pay out in the end. Hi, Cynthia, 39 so Stevie Nicks and Bob Dylan, you know, because of their songwriting abilities, they have been able to, you know, secure the bag for this life and probably the next. <laughs> so congrats to them. All right. So all of my songwriters out there, all of my screenwriters, my artists, you know, make sure that your work is protected. All right. Okay. Moving on to our second story. Hold on. Let me take a sip out of my NPL legal signature mug. Make sure you get yours. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Second button. Make sure you get your teas too. All right. All right. Moving on to our second story of the evening. If you have the Spotify music service, if you have the Spotify music service, whether your account is paid or not, Give me uh, a music emoji. No, give me the headphones emoji. Love Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Fleetwood Mac, look, you know, my mom, she used to listen to the soft rock station when I was growing up. And, you know, I would listen to the songs. Fleetwood Mac was a staple on there. And them tunes, they hit at night. Um, 
But yes, if you have a Spotify account, give me the headphones emoji, whether it's free, paid or not, okay? Thank you, AP Jackson. 76 Grimke said no. Sincere39, thank you. Okay, I have a free Spotify account. Actually, I only recently started using Spotify because one of my podcasts went exclusively to Spotify, so I didn't really know everything that was on there, but it's really cool. I love the daily mixes that they put together. Um... And, you know, the, the, the different, they have a lot on there. I am Stacy Joy said no. Okay, it's cool. Try it out, though, I am Stacy Joy. For those of you who don't have Spotify, try it out. I think it's, I think it's a really good service. Um, okay. Well, along with being a streaming service for us, the listening uh, public, Spotify is also a place where musicians can put up their music. It's where they, they can put their music up to be streamed and listened to, right? Um, now, one of the thi- one of the types of stories that comes up a lot in this show is artists being sued for copyright infringement. You know, there are a lot of people out here who are doing sampling and things like that. They don't always do the right thing. Or, you know, they may have a song that sounds too much like someone else's song. And there's all this confusion. Well, Spotify wants to help cut down on that confusion. Spotify has created a new tool um, called the Plagiarism Risk Detector Interface. Um, the purpose of this tool is to identify, you know, it, it's an artificial intelligence where they basically upload chords, melodies, and lyrics to, you know, a, a, a database of music. Um, and the AI is able to identify if any uploaded music infringes on anything. So, you know, if you're a songwriter who's working on music within Spotify, Spotify has a tool that will help you and, you know, give you the one and say, hey girl, did you know that this sounds a lot like this song? So that you can fix your song as you're, as you're creating it. Now, I don't know the song maker side of Spotify, so I can't explain exactly how that works, but... I think that's a really cool tool. It's it's a great way for people to be able to if that you know if you're infringing and you don't even know, it gives you you know uh, um you know an inside view so that you don't have to worry about it down the line. So I think this is a good idea, right? Um, but do you guys think that this is a good tool that Spotify is releasing? Do you think they're doing too much? Do you think Spotify is getting too much into the actual? making of music, should they just stick to streaming, or do you think that this is a great idea? I think it's a good idea, but what do you think? Do you think this new tool by Spotify that helps song creators, you know, identify if any part of their song is infringing on any copyrights, do you think that this is a good idea? Because they're implementing, you know, artificial intelligence in using to use this tool. What do you guys think about that? What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> Phenomenal Chefs thinks it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea, too. Um, like, there, there's there's an artist by the name of Sid, and uh, she did a... Stacey Joy said it sounds cool, yes. She did a... Really, Toby? She did, she did an interview some time ago... 
AP Jackson said it's a great idea until someone gets sued for copyright infringement. But AP Jackson, the whole point of the tool is that it will warn you if you're infringing so that... Toby! It will warn you if you're infringing so that you can go in and alter it and fix it before you get sued for infringement. Um... 76 Grim K said, stick to streaming. I don't trust the process. Sincere39 said, good idea. Why don't you trust the process, 76 Grim K? Um, let, let me know why you don't trust the process. Either way, Spotify, you know, these streaming services, they're becoming more and more powerful. So it's only right, you know, that they try to implement more protections for the people using the tools. Because no, everybody's pretty much streaming now. Nobody is buying physical copies. Streaming is now the dominant, you know, format of how people, um, you know, consume their music. Um, AP Jackson said, understand, but there are flaws. Absolutely. I'm sure there's a lot of kinks to work out. Um, but you know, that that's with any technology. Look at the iPhone. They're always sending updates, you know, every two weeks because they fixed a bug. Um, so I think that's just the nature of innovation and technology. All right. Okay. Um, all right, we are moving on to our last story, and I'm really kind of annoyed because I tried to post the picture that goes along with this story, and Instagram took it down because apparently it goes against, um, their terms of service or use or whatever. But, uh, this, uh, if you see the title of tonight's show, it says, it's called I Don't Like It Like That, which is just kind of a play off of Cardi B's I Like It Like That, which was one of her biggest songs, right? Um, but that was her biggest song off of uh, her Invasion of Privacy album, her first studio album. But is anybody watching or any, anybody here watching, did any of you listen to Cardi B's mixtapes? Like before her studio album, did anybody listen to her mixtapes? Uh, and if you don't know what the names of her mixtapes, they were called Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1 and Volume 2. Did anybody listen, Mama, I'm not just cussing on here, that's the name of the album. Did anybody listen to Gangsta Bitch Volume 1? <clears throat> if you did, just give me a one. If you listen to Cardi B's first mixtape, please give me a one. 76 Grimke said, nah, okay. I think I listened to the second one. I'm not sure if I listened to the first one. Sincere39 said, nope. Okay. Well, if you didn't listen to it, then you probably don't know what the cover of it looks like. But um, on the cover of her mixtape, Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1, uh, Cardi B appears to be sitting in the backseat of a car taking some type of, you know, liquor bottle to the head. And there is a gentleman, you know, in between her legs with a big tattoo on his back, right? Um, Stacey Joy said no. So yeah, so Cardi B's, you know, she's, she's sitting in the car, you know, legs in the air, guys, got guys in her lap. And all you see of the guy is a big tattoo on his back. Now, when I saw that photo, I assumed that the gentleman, you know, had that tattoo. Um, you saw that cover. Okay. So, so you know what I'm talking about. So the guy in the picture, I assumed that that was a tattoo that the gentleman, you know, just had on him. But no, it was actually a tattoo that was created by a tattoo artist by the name of Kevin Brophy. And whoever did Cardi B's uh, mixtape cover, 
Um, they basically superimposed the tattoo onto this guy's back. And, um, now keep in mind, uh, Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1 came out in 2016, so almost five years ago, right? Um, Kevin Brophy, the tattoo artist, is now suing Cardi B for one million seventy dollars, one million seventy thousand and eight hundred and fifty-four dollars, um, because he's saying that her use of his tattoo for her, uh, for her mixtape cover was offensive, and she did it without his permission, and he wants approximately 84% of the profits that Cardi B received, because he said that, you know, her primary, um, the, the primary way that people consumed the album was through streaming, which meant that they saw the cover. Now, Cardi B is saying, look, no, I'm not guilty of copyright infringement. She's saying that, I th- that, um, she, tr- she made it something special. She made it something different. She's like, look, I took your tattoo and I elevated it, right? Um, the judge doesn't necessarily agree with that argument. So Kevin Brophy and Cardi B are going to be going to court to figure out who's at fault here. But I want to know from you guys, what do you think about, about that? Now, this is a tattoo. It's a tattoo that it, uh, the, the tattoo artist created I'm assuming it was available somewhere, and then they took it, and they, they, they basically digitally imposed it on someone's back for a mixtape, right? Now, from what I understand, mixtapes are not sold. Uh, you just kind of, you find them where they are, and you listen to them. Do you think that Cardi B is infringing on this tattoo artist's work? Do you think that she um, infringed on this tattoo artist's work? Think about if you drew something in your notebook, you drew a pretty picture, and then someone comes out with their album, and you see your picture superimposed on somebody's shoulder. What do you think? What do you think? Now, okay, so while you guys get your answers in, for me, I think it all depends on, um, you think it's an infringement, 76 Grim K? For me, it, it, it there's only a case here if Kevin Brophy has his images copyrighted. So if he had, you know, this tattoo design copyrighted and submitted and he's got his registration and Cardi used it without his permission, then she's definitely guilty of copyright infringement. The court already said, look, this argument that it's transformative, we're not really buying it. You didn't really do anything with the, with the tattoo except for sticking on somebody's body. So what we need to know is, does Kevin have a copyright for this tattoo? Uh, AP Jackson said he has to prove that it's his work. Absolutely. So um, Kevin Brophy is probably going to have to come up with his copyright license or, you know, whatever. But I feel like if it's gone this far, uh, they probably found it. Um, and Cardi B, if she wants to win, she's going to have to prove that she took that tattoo and made it something special. Now for me, look, I like Cardi B. I think she's very entertaining, but her music isn't the first thing that, you know, that I think about. Um, 
AP Jackson said he shouldn't get 84%, maybe 3%. Uh, I am Stacy Joy said, no, he needs the copyright proof. Right. Okay, so AP Jackson said he shouldn't get that much, not 84%, probably about 3%. Stacy Joy saying he needs to show copyright. I think you guys are absolutely right. I don't think he's entitled to 84%, even if there is infringement here, because while that may be the cover of the album, that's not what's drawing people into the music. People are drawn into the music because it's Cardi B. So, we wish Cardi B and Mr. Brophy, you know, good luck and, and Godspeed in this matter. I'm ho- I hope that they're able to resolve it quickly and amicably. Um, and if we have any updates, I'll be sure to update you. Uh, so, yeah. So, those were the stories. Uh, oh, okay. Wait. Was that it? Did I do everything? Yes, I did. Okay. So those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Um, We have a few minutes, so if you guys want to ask some questions on business formation or the stories that we covered, now is your time to ask uh, about, you know, our Bob Dylan, our Stevie Nicks, our Spotify story, the Cardi B story, or anything about yesterday. Um, A.P. Jackson said, right, the tattoo is not 84% of the cover. Absolutely. Um, or if you want to talk about yesterday's story with Lee Greenwood and Vermont Law School, now's your time to ask our business formation questions. You know, what's an EIN number? How do I get a DUNS number? What type of contracts do I need? Hello, DMV Shrooms. Now is your time to ask. Again, um, as well, don't forget to book your one-on-one sessions. Uh, I am taking my last session on December 15th, and then I'm shutting down for the year in terms of one-to-one sessions. The show will still go on, but I'm not going to be doing one-to-one sessions. Um... Remember to go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and get your NPL Legal Dish mug and your t-shirt. I just put the t-shirts up today. I'll be posting more pictures um, of me actually in it um, so, so you can, you know, see the other colors. Y'all have seen this navy blue one. The other ones are so cute. Um, I want to thank you guys for your energy, for being here, for your participation tonight. You guys make this show so much fun. I thank you for, uh, thank you 76 Grim K for the story. Oh, you got yours? Yay! I'm glad, Stacy Joy. Um, make sure that you, uh, you know, take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Join me back here tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I cannot wait to hang out with you guys, all right? So I will talk to you tomorrow night. Bye-bye!